Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there, indeedy, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is the weekly Star Wars podcast, bringing you the latest news and everything that's happening from a galaxy far, far away. My name's Gary, your host for this week. Welcome to episode 75. Hope you guys are all keeping well, keeping safe and healthy. Uh, Mark is not with us this week. It's just me flying the Falcon solo through the old asteroid belt, navigating solo. Mark is really busy with house stuff. He's a... Uh, coming really close now to uh, to moving and stuff so he's surrounded by loads of boxes and all that and as a result he's packed away all of his recording gear and whatnot and he's just generally busy with the house stuff so no mark this week but hopefully he'll be back next week where we can uh, waffle around star wars plenty so it's just me this week and i'm going to break down a couple of bits of news that have surfaced over the last week or two about the mandalorian and then there's just a few other bits that i think are worth mentioning for uh for Star Wars fans like yourselves. So yeah, I hope you've had a good week since last week. It was great uh, last week to deep dive into the trailer that landed for The Mandalorian Season 2. If you haven't listened to that show, number 74, then go back and check that out. And um, yeah, it's been an interesting uh, interesting week for, for Star Wars merch and stuff. So uh, the week before last, Mark and I spoke about the lego master collector series the um the cantina and stuff on tatooine and we were sort of chewing the fat over that and where we were going to put it and what shelf and how big it is and all that lot so that was cool and then we knew that this week coming up we were going to have the the hasbro stuff being announced and released or, or up for pre-order at least so i think uh, i think this is a yearly thing but ever since hasbro launched their uh the hasbro pulse thing uh, which is the, uh, which I think is the subscription or the VIP kind of thing that they do. They do these call announcements each week, which is cool. And uh, uh, so each year when they have their kind of, like these are these are the new figures that are coming out, some special editions and whatnot. And one of the cool things, well, I say cool. Actually, yeah, it is quite cool. They did the, they announced alongside some some really cool figures like the Jar Jar Binks uh, character which I know a few of you are sniggering there, but this Jar Jar character does look pretty cool. But they've also released these holiday season uh, troopers, which look kind of um, kind of interesting. So what they've done is they've taken uh, a bunch of troopers from various eras of Star Wars. There's a classic um, Empire Stormtrooper. There's a clone trooper. There's one of the snow troopers and a First Order and so on. And they've decked them out in... In very Christmassy attire, I must say. Uh, so they look like they look like little elves, to be honest with you. They're all in green and red um, colours, and they've got a couple of them have got what looks like sort of the ugly Christmas jumper stuff going on on the front. And yeah, they look kind of cool. So um, 
yeah, I'm not sure when these are coming out. I think they're coming out in November. I could be wrong, but I think they're, they're coming in November. But that's a nice quirky little thing, the old, uh, the old uh, holiday season um, stormtroopers. Or just troopers from across uh, different eras, which looks good. And then alongside that, we also had some other bits and pieces, which look kind of cool. Um, we had uh, the Razor Crest from the Mandalorian. That ship looks pretty good. Uh, and a few other um, uh, figures, which complete the lineup for that stuff. Um, the um, uh, the Incinerator Trooper looks kind of cool, I must say. Um, and then we also had, uh, not from Hasbro Pulse, but we also had this uh, really cool looking, I think it was from, um, from uh, not necessarily a toy maker, and I'll put a link in the show notes, but we had this really cool Rancor figure that's coming up. Um, from another company. That looks really cool as well. So some really cool things happening with merch in Star Wars recently. And also we've got Star Wars Squadrons landing in, a, in about a week. I think it's October 2nd that Squadron lands. So that's going to be very cool. Uh, yeah, next Friday we're going to get Squadrons. And the um, I've, I'm still re-watching that CG short uh, trailer slash film that they put out last week. It looks very, very cool. So... I, I think the whole, I think the whole storyline and everything that they've worked up for it does look very good. I'm still reserved around the gameplay loop. I think, I think after a couple of hours, it might tire just a little bit. I, I'm hope I'm proven wrong on that. So, anyways, uh, one of us will pick up squadrons next week. It'll either be uh, Mark or myself, and uh, we'll give you a rundown on whatever show comes after that. We'll give you our review and our thoughts and whether it's worth picking up and and all that stuff. So we'll do that. Uh, before I crack on with what's happening this week, uh, remember to subscribe to the show, whatever podcast you listen to your podcasts on. Uh, we're on all of those, basically. Uh, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, we're now on Amazon. Uh, so Amazon launched their podcast uh, app and network recently, in the last week or so. We're on that as well. We're on everything. Um so just do a search for us there. We'd love to have you as a subscriber. That way you won't miss a show when it lands every Saturday. And uh, we also have our website, which has all of our shows listed on there, which is sparkofrebellion.com. So head over there. And we've also got a new email sign-up list as well. So if you want to pop your details in there, you'll be notified when we release some new swag or, you know, whatever it might be. So pop your details in there. That'd be good. All that stuff's worked up by our awesome podcast hosting company, Captivate.fm. They handle all of that stuff. They give you a nice swanky website and everything you need to get going. So uh, props to those guys. We are on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. There are links from the website. Uh, come and give us a, a like and a follow over there because we chat plenty of Star Wars throughout the week between shows. And we have a Patreon too. If you like the show here, if you like what we do and you want to throw some support our way, we put everything back into the show to make sure it sounds and is all good um, every week. Uh, we'd love to have you as a, a patron, and thank you so much to our current patrons. Your support is very much appreciated every week. But yeah, head over to patreon.com forward slash Spark of Rebellion. You can jump on from a dollar upwards, get yourself some SOR swag, and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, all the way up to um, some cool benefits uh, uh, for the show, all the way up to executive producer credits, if that's your thing. But either way, we'd love to have your support, and thank you, as I said, to our current patrons. Rightio, moving on straight into some news from The Mandalorian. 
So, season one, turns out I've done pretty well at the old awards, the old awards show. So they've bagged a load of Emmy awards recently, which is very cool. And I kind of expected this would happen because uh, the just the quality of the of the storytelling and the production values and just everything was just top notch. So I, I expected that they would win a few, but they've actually gone on to win um, uh, a fair bunch. So I think they've won what uh, five, six, seven. I've won six or seven awards, which is really good. So, uh, outstanding music composition for a series, and that was awarded for the dramatic uh, original dramatic score. That was from Chapter Eight, uh, Episode Eight, called Redemption. And I kind of know what they're talking about with that as well. That episode had some really good music, some very very cool stuff in that episode. Then they went on to win outstanding stunt coordination for a drama series, limited series, or movie. They also won Outstanding Cinematography for a single camera series. Uh, and that was for episode seven, The Reckoning. Uh, and the, that's the one that I knew that they were going to bag, that one. So cinematography, it, you know, anyone that's seen The Mandalorian, I'm assuming anyone that listens to this show has seen The Mandalorian, but yeah, you'll know that it just looks fantastic and the way it's, um, you know, visually put together. The cinematography all looks amazing. Uh, then there was another one for outstanding production design for a narrative program. That was for the opening one, uh, chapter one, The Mandalorian, which is great. And then it won outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series. Again, that was for chapter one, The Mandalorian. Outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series. That was episode two, The Child. And outstanding visual, uh, special visual effects. Again, for chapter two, The Child. So really, really cool that The Mando has bagged a bunch of awards. And like I said, completely, completely deserved because, yes, they threw a ton of money at it and they've got all this new tech and, and all that stuff. But, you know, you can only do so much with the tech you need, like the really talented creative people behind that to make use of it properly. And, you know, regardless of the tech, it still all boils down to just great character creation, character progression and good old storytelling. So well deserved those awards by everybody over on the the Mandalorian Season 1. Uh, moving on to the Mando Season 2, uh, we've got an update on what's going to happen, because we don't really do rumours as such here. Mark and I don't really dive into uh, movies. We more sort of look at that stuff sort of tongue-in-cheek and just try and make light of it, really. Uh, but we have spoken about the rumour of Ezra, Ezra Bridger, uh, potentially popping up in The Mandalorian Season 2. If you remember back a few shows, we spoke about what what's happening at the moment with Ezra and Thrawn after they did that, you know, very uh, dramatic um, uh, warp jump at the end of uh, Star Wars Rebels. So they're out there somewhere. And they we've had like little bits of news trickling through about how these guys might pop up on Disney+, Plus, whether they're going to get their own series or whether they're going to appear cameos and whatnot and um yeah there was a a a guy that tweeted um uh his name is raul coley i think i'm saying that correctly and uh, he put a tweet out the other day and uh, he stars in the series i zombie and he put a tweet out the other day that says i've gotten into that lothal orphan force sensitive trained by kane and jarrus kind of shape for no particular reason 
And he didn't mention the character as Ezra, but, you know, it's blatantly obvious that that's who he was referring to. And so Twitter went a little bit nuts about this. And um, uh, the games, actually, the games website replied and said, don't toy with us. <laughs> Our hearts can't take it. And they had some hashtags around Ezra Bridger and the Mandalorian and stuff. And then uh, Raoul said, oh, beep, I was just goofing around where the beep is my publicist. Please take over my social accounts. Uh, grimacing face. And um, so, yeah, that was kind of, a, I think... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what, how to how to read that one. At face value, it looks like a bit of a leak, like an accidental sort of whoops. Um, and then immediately he sort of is very, very quick to say, oh, no, 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 I was just mucking around, mucking around sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm not sure whether, whether to, to read too much into it. But, um, yeah, I, I think the, the gist of the, of the story is that according to some other rumours... Uh, and some also uh, also some actual casting confirmations and character confirmations. I think that series two is going to be really sort of crowded with characters anyway. So I wouldn't read too much into this, but it's a nice little uh, fun thing to watch um, to watch uh, Star Wars fans getting a bit of a tiz about it because it would be cool. Don't get me wrong; it would be cool to have Ezra potentially Thrawn at some point show up. But yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like Ezra's going to be involved in season two after Raul Coley um, very quickly redacted his his previous tweet. And uh, if he is, I imagine he got a very stern selling off <laughs> about that. Uh, staying with Disney Plus for a second, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Obi-Wan Kenobi? Apparently, Commander Cody on the 212th is going to appear in uh, the Kenobi TV series. Which is interesting. So this was leaked by... I say leaked. This was um, uh, spoken about on another Star Wars podcast. Uh, they do a YouTube um, live stream or YouTube video as well. They're called the Castle Run Transmissions. And they had said that they had got some information from their sources to say that Commander Cody from the 212th Attack Battalion will be appearing in the upcoming Kenobi series. And these details were revealed alongside some new info about Ahsoka Tano's live-action debut uh, in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. So, we've had no official confirmation from Disney or Lucasfilm about this particular uh, character appearing, uh, Commander Cody, uh, in, in, a, in the Kenobi series. So, we don't know this 100%. So, we're only going on, on these dudes... Um, Sources. I don't know how reputable they are, um, but uh, when they were, I, I did watch the whole the whole video in this segment where where they were talking about Commander Cody. They did get quite animated and quite excited. So, yeah, it could be a thing. It could be a thing. So, Commander Cody, obviously a very big um, part uh, in the Clone Wars TV animated series, especially towards sort of the latter half, sort of midway through that whole run and forwards, um, and. Uh, yeah, so played a pretty big role, quite closely linked to Obi-Wan Kenobi in that show as well, uh, in, in, a, in several places. So it makes sense, I guess, if they're going to bring in any clones or any clone um, uh, troopers at all into the, the Kenobi series. It kind of makes sense to use Commander Cody because of that connection that's already been established in the Clone Wars. But we shall see. Uh, we shall see uh, what's going to happen with that. And 
the last story around Disney Plus is around the Cassian Andor series. So it was a bit up in the air about what was happening with who was actually going to start kicking off the direction for these. Because uh, the original director, Tony Gilroy, uh, who was actually um, kind of uh, overseeing everything as showrunner, I think was also going to direct at least the first couple of episodes. And uh, apparently that's not going to happen now because um, Tony Gilroy has got, rightly so, some some concerns around um, sort of global travel at the minute due to COVID-19 and so on. So um, Tony Gilroy is based in New York, but they're going to be shooting the Cassian Andor series here in the UK. And uh, Gilroy just didn't want to have to be getting on planes and, and doing the whole international travel thing, which is understandable. So what they've done is they've drafted in uh, a guy called Toby Haynes, um, who apparently is quite um, well known for his work on Black Mirror. And uh, a couple of those episodes, apparently, I've not seen that show, but apparently a really stand out and really showcase his directing skills. One of them called USS Callister from season four of Black Mirror, apparently is a very well-known, if you're into that show, very well-known um, episode. And the direction is very good in that, apparently. So he will now direct the Cassian Andor Disney Plus series, taking over from Tony Gilroy, who was obviously involved uh, in the writing of Rogue One. So Tony's going to stay, he's going to be, he's going to serve as showrunner, but he's just not going to be down on set directing and all that stuff. Um, so not much else to say on this one, really. It was a bit up in the air because the the news around Tony Gilroy um, not wanting to have not not wanting to be involved in international travel and stuff like that, and fears about COVID that was already known going back a few weeks now. So we just didn't know how they were going to do that because we knew that the the uh, production stuff would all happen in the UK. So it's nice to know that they've solved that problem. They've drafted in another director. And that's all still going to go ahead. So Cassian Andor still rocking and rolling, apparently. And talking of movie production and TV production and stuff in the UK, uh, this is kind of Star Wars related, I suppose. But um, if we have uh, anyone that's interested in movie studio tours and whatnot, then Pinewood Studios here in the UK is going to get a huge investment over the next couple of years. And they're going to open it up as a big... Um, kind of uh, studio tour called the Pinewood Studios Experience. And uh, that is going to generate loads of jobs, which is great news right now for, um, for not just people in the UK, but obviously globally at the moment. But certainly here in the UK, it's going to attract uh, three and a half thousand new jobs. It's going to be a new site at Pinewood called Screen Hub UK. And essentially, this has been in the works for a little while. But uh, the company Screen Hub has said it's the right moment now for a visitor experience at Pinewood. Uh, blockbusters and much-loved classics have been filmed here. Um, from Oliver Twist, through to Alien and Marvel movies and all that stuff. Um, and last year, Disney signed a deal to take over 20 of the stages, plus all the facilities at the complex, for at least the next 10 years. Um, an agreement which came a couple of months after Netflix announced it had taken a long-term lease at Pinewood Shepperton Studio. So loads of really cool stuff happening here in the UK um, with um, lots of different movies and shows being produced here. 
Uh, they go on to say that as well as the uh, the visitor attraction, it will include new film production facilities with live links to the experience. So planning is in early stages at the minute, but it includes uh, visits uh, onto a working set. So that sounds like you'll be able to experience in some way, whether some like some kind of live link or some kind of viewing area, you'll be able to view uh, exactly what's going on on set as they're actually live filming TV and movie, which is great. So it's going to generate, they reckon, £230 million for the economy, uh, another £100 million or so for the tourism throughout the year. Uh, so this is really cool. This is very, very cool. Um, so we know that um, uh, there has been some Star Wars um, production that happens, that, that has happened, sorry, over at Pinewood um, over the years. Um, I think they're more famous for filming at Elstree, uh, I think. I think it's Elstree and Leavesden, like the old original trilogy stuff. And then um, when they were doing the prequels, they came over here. I did some more stuff there and some other bits here at Pinewood. So it does have a little bit of a Star Wars connection. But in terms of just being able to experience um, a, a studio tour of a working studio, that's very, very cool because we've had and we do have studio tours. Um, I'm not sure about internationally, but here in the UK, we had the Harry Potter studio tour, uh, which is really good. But that's a that's not really a working environment anymore that's just been set up as a like a museum that you can go around and, and, and experience that whereas this sounds more like it's going to be a similar thing but they're actually going to keep it as a live production facility so you can go and have a look so that's very very cool so we'll uh, we'll keep you posted on what's happening with that and uh, and if it links into any sort of previous star wars involvement over at pinewood moving on to some new merch that's coming out later on this year those of you that like the soundtrack to solo a star wars story will be pleased to know that the uh that a new soundtrack is going to be released alongside the current one but this is going to be the deluxe edition and this is going to come out digitally at some point uh, this year it says coming soon in 2020 uh, so this is the um the composer john powell over on his twitter account says uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, the deluxe edition, coming soon in 2020 to digital exclusive streaming and digital purchase over two hours of original slash unedited music from Solo, uh, as written for the film. Uh, all cues plus the original unedited version of the end credits suite, which is amazing. So uh, we're big fans of Solo here on the show. Like Mark and I have said that, you know, it's not... It's a little bit of fan service here and there and you know it's not certainly not perfect and stuff we know that but at the end of the day it's still we still think it's a it's a great you know star wars film and the music definitely lends a hand in that so this is obviously a departure from john williams and the main star wars saga stuff but it's definitely linked into all that stuff so um there's a few little experimental tracks on there that don't really sound too star warsy or john williamsy but the bulk of it is very much uh, kind of a typical um, uh, Star Wars affair. So, um, yeah, the current soundtrack that's on uh, streaming services at the moment, that's just the standard edition. This is going to be sitting alongside that. And I can't wait for this. I, like, the more Star Wars music, the better, basically. And I really love the, the whole um, composers that buy into the whole John Williams feel as well. So... I think it was about a month ago 
they release the soundtrack to the video game uh, Jedi Fallen Order uh, on, on Spotify and Apple and all that stuff. And that's a very, very good soundtrack. So the um, the composers for that is a guy called Gordy Harb and another guy called Stephen Barton, but uh, it's a cracking soundtrack. And again, it feels very John Williamsy and Star Warsy. but Gordy Harb also did the composition for the Star Wars Battlefront games. That's very, very Star Wars. Uh, yes, we did Star Wars Battlefront too. Uh, he also did the upcoming... Um, uh, or the currently running uh, new Star Wars show, uh, Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. He did the music for that as well, Star Wars Battlefront too. Done, there's done some Halo stuff as well, but it's really cool when you have these really talented composers who just really sort of put their own stamp on it at the same time making it feel very Star Wars. So I love that. Like I said, the more Star Wars music we get, the better. And we don't know the exact date for this, but it should be coming pretty soon. It says uh, coming to... to uh, coming soon in 2020 so that will be added to the old Spotify playlist I'm pretty sure when that comes out and that is going to do for episode 75 Spark of coming up next week for episode 76 Mark and I should hopefully be together uh, recording for that week we're going to run through plenty more Star Wars news and everything with you guys uh, we're going to have some discussion and uh, review and discussion around uh, well at the moment um, it's planned for some stuff around the um, the Rise of Skywalker and the sequel trilogy and some bits about that uh, we've seen a few articles around examining the story uh, and some plot points uh, that should have been slightly planned out better um, and some other bits that didn't really need a plan but just needed like some some real big top-level vision from, from some leaders and stuff. So we're going to get into that stuff as well as covering what's happening in the world of Star Wars. Until then, remember to subscribe to our show. Uh, just do a search for Star, uh, Spark of Rebellion on whatever podcast app you listen to your podcast on. We're on there somewhere. We'd love to have you as a sub. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or something like that, if you've got a minute to leave us a review and a rating, that would be awesome because that helps us out loads and loads. We are on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just do a search for us on there or there are links um, to there from our website, sparkofrebellion.com. You'll be able to link off and give us a like and a follow over there. And on the subject of our website, you can listen to all of our past shows really easily on there. We've got a nice website worked up by our host, Captivate.fm. You can go and check out all of the previous shows there. And if you like what we do here and want to support the show, then head over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion. You can jump on from a dollar upwards, grab yourself some SOR swag, and we'd love to have you as a, as a supporter over there. And thank you so much to our current patrons as well, your continued support is is very much uh, very much appreciated so thank you very much for all that until next week uh, for episode 76 take care of yourselves stay safe stay healthy and may the force be with you always <laughs>